What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Resocial Hour. Uh, today, it's going to be just Joey and I. Emily is uh, out traveling and seeing the world and doing amazing things. And so Joey and I are here to be the dynamic duo that we are and uh, talk about a really cool conference that we were uh, able to attend um, a few weeks back um, before our spring break. Um, last week we had spring break and so we um, we had a chance to go to Austin to visit the BIPOC pop. That's 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 a that's a tough one to say. Like, like in general, like there's something we were t- joking around about in the beginning, uh, prior to recording. But uh, yeah, Joey and I had the chance to go Thursday and Friday, um, uh, two weeks ago to to this two day uh, conference or symposium. And we had a really, really good um, experience. And, and this episode is going to be dedicated to talking about our experience. And we're doing a whole multimodal um, reflect blog post, yeah, blog post uh, dedicated to um, our our thoughts and, and again reflections on how amazing this conference was. You know, so again, by by using that adjective, you can already tell that we really had an amazing time and had a really amazing experience from this. So, um, Joy, how's it going, man? That's going all right. Here we are in our proverbial uh, studio today. And uh, as Anthony said, uh, Emily's not with us, but we are going to uh, jump into this Latinx BIPOP Pop Lab Symposium 2022. And um, this was put on at the University of Texas at Austin uh, by uh, Frederick Louis Aldama and his crew, Sam uh, Ceballos. Did I say that right? Se, let's see, Sam Ceballos Sosa. Sosa, yeah. And uh, and a lot of other people that put a lot of time and effort into it. And so um, we had actually heard about this event pretty early on, months ago. I mean, uh, yeah. probably six months or more ago that this was going to happen. And we were super excited about it. We hadn't collaborated with Aldama when we first heard about it. We had had him uh, participate in some stuff we had done, but between um, the symposium and, uh, and when we first found out about it, we actually got to, you know, work with him last fall. And uh, Anthony and I uh, curated a, um, a Dios de los Muertos meetup and uh, and then we had a, a fall uh, consortium uh, at UT Austin in the fall, and so uh, both of the events that we collaborated with with uh, Dr. Aldama on were, were just amazing. I mean, we we wrote up about it. Um, we'll we'll put a link in there uh, on our on our description um, that you can check out. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was transformative for both of us. Um, we definitely got like a, a shot, uh, of, uh, creative, uh, space. And a lot of times when we talk about creative space, we don't just mean like the physical space. We mean the aura and the space that, that potential that you feel. So some of y'all may have been to conferences before where, um, you go and you just feel like something you're on the ground floor or something. You're, you're in a space where there's radical potential, and uh, we were able to experience that last fall. And so when we um, were coming into this uh, uh, Latinx BIPOP pop lab <laughs> spring 2022 event, 
we'll just call it uh, <laughs> by pop <laughs> pop la, for from here on out um we were really excited we 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 just kind of had a feeling uh anthony and i actually drove up the first day together and we were just kind of like like little kids going to a, a, a grand opening of something we were just excited and talking about it and and uh telling stories and and just really just kind of getting pumped up and and when we got there um it was just kind of, it wasn't like a roller coaster in a bad way <laughs> it was just like a roller coaster in that of emotion and of experience and like we just right off the bat it was what we thought it was going to be it was it was amazing i mean we just started meeting really cool people from all walks of life that were doing transformative works you want to talk a little bit about like what you what you ran into as we went in? Um, I had to adjust the settings really quick. Oh man, this sounds great! Too. So oh, that sounds sounds better. Great. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, if, if you're wondering like why does he sound better all of a sudden, I, I just edited. I, I did a little change on, you know, uh, the, the always tweaking, always tweaking, yeah, over always, there. T- always tweaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, like Joey mentioned, we we were just like talking about so many things on our way over to Austin from college station and um, the, the ride over and the ride back was just as a powerful experience as the conference itself. Like we were just really just like having a good time, just spending time with each other, just to ideate different things that we've been discussing. And just, um, you know, we, we talked about resocial. We talk about resocial a lot. This is something that we care about a lot. So we think about that a lot. Um, but I mean, my experience, it was, was as, as Joey mentioned, kind of powerful. It was very powerful. It was very self-reflective. Um, I, uh, I had the chance to facilitate a uh, panel discussion um, on, on Friday of the, of the two-day event. And so I had the chance to um, facilitate that panel in the morning. And so it was the first panel. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So as it was, I was tired from the day before. Um, from the from the, from the first day, and so driving back to Austin, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm tired, but let's do this rock and roll," you know. And so um, I kind of had to just kind of like roll with the adrenaline, and and you know, I don't drink coffee, so I just kind of like naturally just perk myself up and just kind of like, "All right, let's do this," you know, multivitamin kick in, and so <laughs> those Flintstone vitamins, man. Oh man, they they're do the, the trick. Best. They're the best. The orange flavor ones. Ooh. Yeah. I, um, they're an official sponsor of the recent <laughs> exactly <laughs> um if they would love to be we would take it <laughs> um <laughs> but um all, all joking aside though you know it was something that that was really cool and i had the chance to um facilitate a panel on decolonizing uh decolonization or decolonizing colonizing excuse me um education and research and so the the panelists within this um discussion all did work related to comics or graphic novels or uh, visual narrative in some capacity or another and so they did some really really amazing work and i was just like honored to be you know hosting and facilitating that panel later that day is when things really got like whoa emotional for me (laughs) Um, Dr. Aldama um, facilitated a panel that I was on later that day. And um, again, throughout that whole day, I was kind of in a daze. I was just kind of like, 
I was exhausted, but at the same time, I was excited and giddy. And so it was a mix of emotions. And as it was prior to that, I've had, I was going through a mix of emotions as well, because I've just had like lately just a really big self-reflective um, period of my life going on because it's like, this is towards the end of my graduate career and it's just like surreal that all this stuff is happening and I'm just thinking about everything and the process of things and so one of the questions that Dr. Aldama asked to the panel and by the way I got to give a shout out to somebody too um Dr. Regina Mills we got to give a shout out to Dr. Regina Mills because she was also in that uh panel that I was in we were in a panel about um video game work and research and so it was a mix of academics and content creators um, or, and, and creators um, that are doing work and research on video games in some capacity or another. And so <laughs> because of the one time that Joey and I did that one research project on video games, we, I was eligible to <laughs> be on, uh, on, on that, uh, on that uh, podcast. So, I mean, on that um, uh, discussion. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, Sam asked me to be a part of it. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. But um, the the point that I'm trying to get at is that Dr. Aldama asked a question about obstacles. And I was just thinking in my head, please don't let me be the first person to, to you know, answer this question because I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, um, even though the, the night prior, Joey and I were talking about these said obstacles, you know, that we've faced throughout um, our time um within quote-unquote academia and the spaces that we're in and so i was like oh my gosh and um and honestly these are these are things i had been thinking about prior and so all of a sudden you know he goes anthony you're the first person what do you think I'm like, oh man oh are you serious I'm like i manifested this upon myself so it is what it is so um Long story short, I, I, I was very transparent about my experience. And I, I was just like, you know, at times this is a lonely process. You know, this is this is a difficult process, especially being a minority at a, PD, um, a PWI, a prim, uh, predominantly white institution here at um, Texas A&M. And, um, you know, being a minority, um, being away from my family, being away, you know, the, the things that we feel you know, when you're in a different space and there's cultural shock around you and, um, you know, being a minority in the university, in the department. And, um, and, and, and on top of that, I, you know, I also mentioned how um, two of my committee members, you know, uh, you know, ended up going to different universities. Luckily, I still work with both of them. Um, and one of them is my advisor. Shout out to Dr. Shrevi. Um, and, but for me, like just the reflection aspect of all this, like hit me hard because I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, this is crazy. You know, there's times where this process feels very lonely, feels very difficult, very, you know, and just thinking about all that. But at the same time, I noticed that I broke down crying. I'm full transparency. I broke down crying because it was very hard for me to get through that and just reflecting on all that. I'm just like, damn, this is hard, you know. Um, but you know, at the same time, I wish I could have also mentioned it and kept my emotions together and say like, you know what, I'm grateful for the community I do have here at Texas A&M because I do have a strong community here, um, with strong mentors, including Joey and, um, my advisors and, um, a lot of different professors here that are great and friends of mine and colleagues of mine who are amazing, amazing people. And so, um, 
I don't know if I had a chance to mention that or not. I, it was kind of a blur after I started breaking down. <laughs> and uh, and so after after I said all that, though, a lot of people came up to me and were like, you know, like, hey, you have a community here with us, too. You know, we, I know what you went through and everything like that. And so I was just very grateful for that. And I noticed that after that moment of transparency and honesty, that I um that the the whole conference and the dynamic of the conference itself really changed and that people were re- really letting out their emotions a lot more. Um Dr. Aldama let out his emotions, some of the other audience members and guests and, and panelists also <laughs> let out some emotions too. And it became very heartfelt throughout that process. And people were just like, you know, letting their heart on their sleeves and stuff too. And so that was, it was powerful. It was really powerful. And um, it was a real, real, um, you felt the community, like you felt the community there at that conference. And it was really cool that Dr. Aldama was able to bring this wonderful consortium uh, together. And um, yeah, like I said, it was a long story. I apologize for that. Long story. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, you know, I just feel like you could have made it more personal. You know, I think you could, the story could have been a little more, more more personal if you, if you had just tried. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, just full disclosure to everybody, me and Anthony, uh, I'm real sarcastic with him. It was, uh, uh, you know, I was sitting uh, when that happened. I was sitting on the floor right in front of you, like six feet from you, because I was, I was snapping photos. For those that don't know, I love to do photography and, and video. And I love doing it when nobody asks me to, because then I, I feel like way less pressure. And so I usually end up doing a really good job at that point, which I did. I, I you know, self pat on the back. I took some awesome photos and and got some great videos and testimonials from that event. Photos. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. But um, but I was there, and I and uh, when you were talking, it 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 made me reflect uh, also on like just all the stuff I hadn't really wanted to admit to myself about being at A and M because you know I went to UT. You always made fun of AM for being a racist school. <laughs> and you know, I teach out it now. We love AM though. Like we, yeah, we, oh we yeah. I mean, I love AM. You know, we, but, we critique but, it a lot, but we, we do love it, our universe. But, but it was one of those things where it was like I had forgotten how um how it can also affect people for real in real life. Like I had kind of discounted that and been just been like, oh well, people just don't understand. But it's like, no, nah, there are people like you do go through that and you do have that, uh, that feeling. And, and don't get me wrong. I had those experiences at UT. Like, I'm not, <laughs> it's not like the grass is greener everywhere, yeah. but, um, but it was one of those things where hearing someone else express that. And then we also had someone that kind of uh, uh, triggered me, not, not like, like they upset me, but triggered, triggered a, a past experience that I had, which was we had someone from that had attended UT in the PhD program and had a really bad experience and talk right. about that. And I think she was on the panel, right? It was, she in that was panel. on the panel and she yeah. was mentioning um, about how she left academia because of these bad experiences that she had too. And so, so yeah, it was, yeah. was just like, wow, you know? Yeah. And it reminded, <laughs> it reminded me, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I don't know. It's, it's like embarrassing, but, but funny to me, but probably not funny to like some other people is that like, I got asked to not come back to UT by the Dean at the time of <laughs> when I got my PhD. <laughs> I, I wore it as a badge of honor. Some other people would kind of take it as like, man, like that's not good. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was definitely, um, one of those feelings where I heard this woman talking about her experience and I was like, you know, I don't know. I really resonate with that for some reason. Then I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, it was because you were asked to never come back to this institution, <laughs> you know, and here I am sitting on the floor with Aldama, like creating room for us, uh, to, uh, create some, some newness, you know, have discourse and, and discussion about otherness and what it's like to be the other, both as an academic, but what was really, and I say both because I'm about to get there, is that also as a professional, because he, this, this, uh, this pop uh, event was based around comics. And um, there were comic uh, creators there, writers, illustrators, uh, uh, publishers, producers, and uh, critics. Animators. Uh, animators. Um, and so, um, there was this and academics, you know, of comics Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and of Latinx studies in general. Mm -hmm. And so you had this melting pot of people that were from otherness, you know, like, uh, uh, this was definitely a a minority centric, uh, event where, um, people were getting to share their successes and their frustrations, um, in a space of what I considered highly successful people um, in in the space, meaning highly successful in that uh, how we measure success is sometimes seen as like economic, but I measure success on a lot of different levels. And I really, I really felt like people there that even felt like they maybe hadn't financially made it yet um, were there uh, uh, in a successful way in terms of creating thought provoking works. Uh, I don't know how many people I ran into that were pitching their works to like Netflix and other streaming platforms and were on that path. And, um, and it was super inspiring. It was super neat. It was very, as someone that has an entrepreneurial background, I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then as an academic, I was all like, man, this is like, this is so inspiring to be at a conference where people are hearing what you're talking about and, uh, and their professionals, and then they're also giving their opinions and you're hearing what they think about what's going on and how things are being studied and critiqued and, uh, and really getting this reflexive discourse going where um, it was like real time uh, ability to, to strategize, rethink and, and, uh, and ponder. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was powerful. Like, I don't, like if there was one, if there was one word at, to encapsulate everything, it was, it was powerful and inspiring. I guess those would be the two words I would say. Um, but man, like after, after we, after that Friday, um, it took me about two days to recover from the conference. <laughs> like, like I was tired, like I was exhausted. Granted, I was just recovering from being sick from my sinuses and, and, and also, uh, just you know like stress stress i've I've been stressed (laughs) out i mean i'm working on a lot of things right now and um (laughs) but but at the same time while i did feel like this sense of like exhaustion and 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 recovering from the sickness and everything i also felt very like like my heart was full you know what i mean like um it was it was i felt inspired and driven and it gave me more of a sense of like, man, I really need to finish this project, this dissertation to, to really, 
continue to make an impact, you know, because I, I've seen all, I'm seeing all these people who are making an impact and, you know, like, like we see each other and we're just, they're lifting each other up. And that's, and that, that alone was really cool too, seeing each other lift each other up and stuff. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of people there too, that were kind of like, um, critics and, and they were like critiquing and asking these hard questions too. And it's like, and it's normal in academic yeah. spaces, you know what I mean? There, there's always going to be the reviewer number two there. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know, and so, um, uh, you know, it's normal, it's normal, but, um, but even then they were really supportive people. Yeah, um, for sure. For they, sure. They, they, these type of questions that they would ask were to kind of get, you know, in a way, kind of play devil's advocate in a way. Yeah. But also to get the people thinking differently about certain ideas and think, think, have them think a little bit critically and outside the box about these topics. And, you know, there is kind of an thought provoking way. And um, I thought it was interesting, but it also kind of led to, uh, so, you know, to some, you know, powerful, discussions yeah yeah but yeah overall it was a really cool event and um again thank you to the latinx pop lab and to dr Obama and 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 samantha for all the work that she did so yeah yeah the last thing or not last thing but like one of the things i wanted to cover was uh the marketplace man oh that marketplace was awesome they had a lot of really cool can you uh, talk about it just because like so like this is this is where I'm lay. Okay. Like, uh, uh, to the audience here to explain what I mean by that is that I am not a comic studies professor, so I don't study comics. Uh, I'm an enthusiast of everything and I'm a cheerleader of most things. And <laughs> when it comes to comics, I'm an enthusiastic cheerleader. Um, but I, I, I was in no way a, um, an expert in, and am no way currently an expert. I'm, I mean, I'm learning, but like, uh, uh, but there was this marketplace that I learned about where uh, they, there were all these talented artists that were being on the, that were, you know, taking place, uh, sorry, participating in the, in the symposium, but also like had their wares. So as a consumer, like, uh, and as an anthropologist, I love, love getting things as Anthony found out. I mean, I, I don't, I still didn't look and see how much money I spent, but it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It wasn't like 200 bucks. You supported and, everybody there. Yeah. I literally bought something from everybody, everybody. that everybody yeah. that I ran into that had the ability to take money. I bought at least, you know, 30 to $50 worth per person. And there yeah. were like 10 vendors probably. Yeah. But what I'd like to, to, to ask you, Anthony, to talk about are just some of the highlights of some of the artists that were there and then specifically about uh, the one you got to meet because that was really cool from your hometown. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I geeked out with that. That was cool. So yeah. let's first talk about each, in the, each of the vendors there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Zeke in a bit. Um, so, yeah, there's about, what, 10 vendors like you mentioned. Um and each of them had some work um, that they had been working on, um, and whether they're their posters, their graphic novels, comic books, uh, prints, stickers, um, you know, di- different things like that. So, you know, we went around to each of these tables, and again, all of these were um, uh, creators of color. Um, 
and, uh, all of them are creators of color, either um, black or Latinx. And so a lot of these were or indep- are independent. You know, they're not like from the mainstream comic book publishers like Marvel and DC or even like the higher independent um, publishers like Image, Top Cow, IDW, um, and things like that. These are straight up like independent titles that that they're publishing themselves, you know, either online or in physical format or whatever, or creating their own publishing company. And so, um, you know, just Andy was there. That was real interesting. Who? Candy. Oh, Candy Briones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Her work is really cool. It's very um, inspired by like nineties Disney cartoons. And this is a whole conversation that her, her and I had um about all that so it was like darkwing duck um who's the other one chip and dale tailspin yeah i saw some animaniacs influence there Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. a lot of animaniacs a lot of like the tex avery classic cartoons and um, like the way that she illustrates and tells her stories and stuff and they're really cool stories and, and 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 uh stickers and stuff that she has so her work was really cool um then we had another creator that was right next to her. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, I'll, I'll, but um, that she does uh, a character called Fluffy Bunny, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what th- what this comic strip is about is encouraging body positivity, and and it dis- discusses like her life and and you know her relationship and all this stuff and and uh i think maxi rodriguez maybe yes that's exactly who it is Mm -hmm. and so i have a cheat sheet don't worry (laughs) thanks (laughs) Uh, yeah so shout out to maxi because her work is just phenomenal too and she does a lot of cool like pinup art but of like plus size women and stuff and uh she her take on um on on the certain characters and stuff is really, really cool. And and so she incorporates a lot of like Latinx culture in there. Cause I remember there was one that was um, inspired by like a lot of the snacks and, and drinks and like the Mexican Coke. I remember there was a Mexican Coke inspired um, print of hers and, and work that she did. So that was like, that was really cool. And then there were, um, there was another author that you spoke with a lot. And I remember that he did a book on uh, president Barack Obama. Yeah. 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 Um, he also did, what else did he end up doing? Um, he had, what, what, what was really cool about him was that he had done a, um, a story. I mean, a, a war, uh, like an action research project mm-hmm. where he worked with a, a Los Angeles library system. And um, he he was able to. His name was uh, David Brown. David Brown. And um, and he uh, he ran some summer programming where he worked with kids to develop out their own comics. And then they took those comics, got them printed, and then distributed them at the libraries. This was like in the '90s, man. Yeah. And uh, and so it was really cool. Like he's also you know made some new works as well. But like he does a lot of advocacy work and I thought I was just, it was really cool. So I like when I got to buy his stuff from him, uh, you know, he told me about all of this and then I ended up getting to interview him real quick and, and getting his story. 
but his works were, were really, um, it was to me, like what was interesting about meeting him was that I could tell that he's like a, almost like a, like a public servant or, or something where it's mm-hmm. like he he's our public steward, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone that's like looking to tell positive stories about struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and difficult environments. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. So, so he wasn't just an artist, but someone that like literally was using art to lead that, that movement. Yeah. His work's very powerful. I think everybody's like, everybody's work there was, was oh, yeah, powerful and yeah. unique in, in so many different ways, um, showcasing different forms of uh, representation. That's very, um, uh, you know, minoritized and, and, uh, a representation that we hardly see within media in general. And so to see these, these creators showcasing their work and even mentioning how their, their work is being picked up on, like Joey mentioned earlier, Netflix and other, um, you know, services, services yeah. yeah. Streaming services and stuff was just like, wow. And, well, and, and you could tell that like, they were all tooth and nail on this. I mean, it Absolutely. was like, it was, it was like uh, every, and, and so when they were going, Oh, well, you're doing, you're working on this too. Like you saw them kind of light up and, and get to kind of swap some stories um, where in some environments people shut down and don't want to share like how they're doing, what they're doing and, and things like that. I was really taken aback how Aldama had like set this kind of precedent for people to share and celebrate in each other's successes because like sometimes at certain conferences especially in academia people are like oh you're doing that too okay and they like put their arms crossed <laughs> and like kind of like shut down like you know now the ndas come out non-disclosure agreements <laughs> kind of i'm joking but like you know, like, <laughs> everybody mom is the word you know and so the fact that Aldama had this set up in a way that allowed people to uh, just feel really comfortable about sharing what they're working on to an extent that people were able to learn and adapt their own works was was inspiring. It really was. And then um, I'm trying to think because there was about Morris was there. Uh, uh, I think he was a writer. I think that's the Morris. Yeah, Lamoris, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a writer. He did some work, like a lot of like horror inspired, I mm-hmm. noticed. Um, yeah, and if you're like, wondering like where can we see some documentation of this? Well, like we said at the beginning, we're going to be writing a blog. We're going to have photos and video and we'll for sure include this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to include um, we're going to include a lot of We may uh, have a couple of podcasts, to be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got we got and some stuff have, in the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, outside of Resocial. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but we wanted to do something with ReSocial too because we think it's super important to highlight. Well, and we think it's important for y'all to know about um, the fact that there are conferences like this where you're mixing academia and professionals together mm-hmm. and it can be positive, conducive, and uh, cele- uh, celebratory. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, two more people that I want to uh, okay. give a quick shout-outs to is... Um, uh, he was the guy next to Zeke, um, Black Rabbit, I think, Black mm-hmm. Rabbit Studios or something like that. And okay. his work was really cool, too, because it was a lot of comic, um, like like a lot of comics. Or I think I might have some of his, his comics right here. 
Uh, yeah, Black Rabbit Comics. That's that's um who it was, Black and um so his good. work was really beautiful. Like his ink work and his watercolor work and everything was awesome. I bought a print from him too, um, and it it, it worked it, again. It focused on a lot of like Latinx mythology with um um and 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 things like that too. So it was really cool. Being able to see somebody I follow on Instagram um, work there in person and being able to buy um, some work from him. So now let's, let's talk about a person I had a chance to geek out about like hardcore. Um, and he's he's from uh, my hometown area of El Paso. And uh, Zeke Pena, I had a chance to meet um, an, an, off, uh, an illustrator that I've been a fan of for a long time now. The name is Zeke Benya, not only because he's from El Paso, but just the dude's a phenomenal illustrator and artist. And so when I had when I found out that he was gonna be there, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I fangirled. And so um <laughs> like realistically, I did. I'm not gonna lie. You know, Joe, Joey saw it, he saw it. And I was like, dude, that's Zeke Benya. When he, he's like, who's that? And like explaining, he's like, Oh, cool, you know. And so um you know, so I, I I geeked out about it. I was like, oh man, I got to meet up with him. I want to buy some work from him because I've always wanted some work from Zeke. And so I had the chance to meet up with him, and I, we we talked that you know you know that I'm from El Paso in the border area, and he, he's like, oh dude, yeah, that's cool. So we had whole we 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 had a whole conversation about being from the border and and you know the culture and everything like that. And I was talking to him about you know my dissertation project and how I'm working on comics and. Latinx representation, the U.S.-Mexico border representation. He was just like, dude, that's so cool. And so, you know, he was so kind and super awesome. So Zeke's hearing this, you know, shout out to you, man. Like, thank you for the work that you do and the, you know, the representation you give to El Paso and the U.S.-Mexico border because the the work you do is phenomenal. And so in, in his panel that he he did, he was giving shout outs to um a bunch of el paso um schools like Bui high school which my grandparents went to and so i was just like yep it's true everything he was saying about that is absolutely true and he saw me nodding my head and he's like oh yeah shout out to my boy anthony who's also from el paso i'm like yo that was cool that was a super nice of him to do that and he was even sweet enough to um you know um do a illustration for me too and so um yeah what well- can I, I didn't catch all, all that part yeah. about how, I mean, I know you got one and I know he did it, but like, how did that, he just like came I, up to you at one point or what? Through the, through the conversation we were having about yeah. El Paso and stuff, we really like connected a lot, you know? And um, he's just like, dude, that's so cool. Like what you're doing. I'm like, I, like he was geeking out about what I was doing and I was geeking out what he was doing. And we just like vibe together and, uh, you know, to use like hip lingo. And uh, we we just uh, we just really just like clicked, you know, and we were just like resonating with each other's work and everything. We we're just like, dude, thank you so much for supporting what, what I do, and I want to show support for what you do, and for you know showing the love to the you know to the El Paso culture and everything like that. And so he's like, I'm gonna hook you up with a, with a with a with a drawing, man. I got you. I'm like, yo, for real? He's like, yeah, man, I got you. So the next day he did he he did a he did a drawing for me and. Um, and uh dedicated it to me and everything like that and i was just like man that's awesome so again shout wow. out to Luke and you know and the work that he's doing and he's been on some like you know he's done work oh, for like yeah. marine um npr a lot of like national 
you know, big time work and stuff. And he's even um, been a part of like um, children's books and graphic novels and comics and all that. So, man, it was cool. Like one of my wallpapers on my laptop is is um his work, his work. So, yeah yeah you know, so. no he was a man well you know i got to meet him and we got, mm-hmm. to, <laughs> we got to know each other <laughs> <laughs> we all geeked out and uh, it was fun uh meaning that we had a sorted past and like totally hugged and yeah. uh it was fun it was like it was it was a moment where i got to, to look at anthony and be like see man i told you like san antonio like there's like one degree of separation out here, man. <laughs> like, well, like, and that was one of the conversations we had too. Like the three of us, like we ended up like like talking together and stuff. Cause he's all like, like you guys together? Yeah, he's he's my mentor and he's one of my yeah. mentors and he's one of my my friends. And we came together and you know, he's from San Antonio and he's like, Oh dude, yeah. So we all started geeking out about how San Antonio and El Paso have like yeah, yeah. it was fun. It, it was, was awesome. it, it was really, really cool. And one of the things too is that he knew what your where your shop is, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, he was like you got that shop." Oh, not not only do I know your shop, like I know exactly what that shop <laughs> is, and I was like, "Wow, dude, okay, cool." And uh, so no, it was, and and he knew like the muralists I knew and the artists that I knew, and and so it was it was really neat to um, kind of just connect on that level, and so that's what we're, like I guess that's like really the what was interesting about the conference was just that we kept like usually you run into like two or three people that you're like, wow, those people are really cool. And like at this one, it was just like one after the other, after the other. Absolutely. Um, Whether they were keynotes or people that um, had just literally were up and coming and working on, on a new project and they would tell you about it. And then next thing you know, you were swapping information with them and, uh, and in my case, buying all of their art. (laughs) The only art I didn't get to buy was our our good friends, uh, uh, Hector. Hector, Hector Garza. No, yeah. well, actually, I did. I, I bought like a bunch of his stickers. Oh, that's right. I need to buy more, but uh, 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 but his prints, his his prints. Oh man, his artwork is phenomenal. So shout out to Hector. Like I was thinking about him too. Like right before you mentioned him, I was like, yeah. we got to give a shout out to Hector. Um, yeah. You know, uh, H- Hector is another friend of um, Joey's and I. He's from San Antonio as well. Yeah. And. Uh, he, I met him through a Facebook group and we connected through there and um, we, we, we just became friends like that. And then we ended up meeting at the um, Latinx critical creative consortium that was last uh, November. Yeah. The one we helped. Co- yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. talked about and that. And then yeah, so, yeah. you know, we, we, we met there like in person and we, we had a chance to hang out and everything. We kept in touch and, we uh he like the one time that i went to go visit um san antonio with joey you know hector you know i let hector know i was like hey i'm gonna be here you know come hang out with us for a bit and then so he did he hung out with us at, at the at joey's um hi-fi shop got and, to meet my business partner yeah he <laughs> <laughs> met he met rios who we mentioned uh many times in, in the podcast so shout out to to rios and to christian um and so uh he you know it was just really cool being able to yeah it was dude his work is amazing you know he's a high school teacher he's doing his phd and he's making art like you know there's just there were just some really spectacular uh uh, spirits and and uh, souls there man it was it was cool good vibes all around for sure but yeah so you know all, all that for at least me to say you know i encourage uh if you're an academic or uh, uh someone in this in the space of media um you know like yeah the big 
the big conferences are always great and you get to be seen like in our space, it's NCA and ICA, which is national communication association, international communication association. But there are so many great small symposiums and conferences that are going on in these niche spaces that really um, create space for the other uh, in a way that is palatable, uh, ephemeral, and um, I can't encourage you enough to kind of venture out and try and find some if, uh, if this has any way piqued your interest. And on a final note, too, I, I think one of the things I appreciated about this conference, too, is how innovative it was, too. Um, it, 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 again, as Joey mentioned, it, it really highlighted the other, the minority and, and people who are missing within these spaces, you know, that are underrepresented within these spaces. And to fact, the fact that this conference was highlighting these individuals, um, as such, it was powerful. It was, it was beautiful. And it was just a really cool communal experience that I cannot, um, appreciate enough and so as joey mentioned if if you're an academic out there or if you're an up-and-coming scholar a graduate student and are inspired by this conversation we hope that you can create something a space similar to this in some capacity or another that relates to your field your discipline or or if you want to create something you know similar like with film studies media studies pop culture whatever that whatever you're doing whatever you're doing you know, we encourage you, you know, because, you know, Joey and I and Emily as well, we're all about innovating and we're all about encouraging innovation within academic spaces. Hence the reason why we wanted to do ReSocial. And so if you want if, if you want to showcase some of your work with us, we'd love to showcase some of your work on our um, on our sure. social media pages. We'd love to share your work. We'd love to um, highlight any academic who's willing to um, share their work with us, we, because we'll have, we'll be happy to give you shout outs in any way possible. If there's topics that you want us to discuss in future podcasts, please let us know. We'd love to know what you all are interested in. If you want to be a guest, maybe sometime down the line, we would love to have you. Um, and again, highlight your work. And, um, you know, so if there's anything that you all want us to talk about in future episodes or want us to highlight, or if you want to, you know, yeah. collaborate in some way or capacity too, just feel free to reach out to us. We yeah, drop us a our, line. Yeah, we have our uh, information on the description. So feel free to um, drop us a line, as Joey mentioned. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Resocial Hour. And we hope again that you were inspired by the BIPOC Pop conference and we're going to provide any information to the BIPOC POC um, conference in our description. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a link to their website. Um, they, I went to the website. They already got 2023 up. So oh, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. They're, it's happening again. So yeah, can't yeah. recommend uh, uh, joining us when we go for 2023. And then also, um, you know, our next, uh, our, at least one of our, a future podcast that's coming up is going to be about an event that's happening like this very soon. Yes. Uh, communicating diversity, a conference that's happening at Texas A&M and one that Anthony has helped put on. Uh, Emily's played a role in directing it mm-hmm. and, uh, was how I was introduced uh, to Shrevi or one of the, you know, one of the main ways I was introduced to Shrevi y'all's mentor, uh, who, who, you know, was one of the founding, uh, if not the founding uh, professors of of the conference. So um, that's going to be a real fun podcast as well. So stay tuned to hear about that. Absolutely. So until next time, friends, um, you know, 
thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next free social hour bye bye